Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're so glad to have you with us here today in the House of Faith. We're coming to you from the future home of Legacy Church here in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. For those of you who've been watching the broadcast with us over the last several months or tracking with the ministry, you know there's been some pretty major change in our life, in our family, in our ministry. Uh, Sarah and I, what we got married, it'll be 13 years ago this year. Uh, Lived in Fort Worth, Texas all that time, but we're dreaming about Colorado. And for the last 10 years, we've had this dream in our hearts, but now... Thank God for His grace. We're walking in that dream. We're experiencing it. And sometimes we just look at each other and say, do we live here? It's so beautiful. And the Lord's put us on a beautiful piece of property. We're in a 30,000 square foot facility on 151 acres, beautiful mountain acres. And we're so thankful to be right here. And the Lord's doing good things. Like I said, it's the future home of the church. The church that's not yet started, but it has been growing in our hearts for a long, long time. And now we're getting to walk in it, going to get to walk this thing out. And we're so thankful for you. Many of you are partners with us in this ministry. You've partnered with us in our buy up and build out project that we're in right here on this property. And good things are happening as a result of it. Last time I reported to you on the broadcast, we were somewhere around 68% complete through that buy up and build out project. If you're not familiar with that, what that is is like I said a 30,000 square foot facility we have claimed by faith a hundred dollars a square foot that would enable us to buy up this entire property pay it all off and build out the sanctuary to the place where we can start having services and like I said as of just a few weeks ago we were at 68 percent complete but since the time I last reported to you we've had uh, something like I don't have my paper now over 600 square feet come in we're now over 21,100 27 square feet paid for that puts us more than 70% complete and the good news is all the money to do the sanctuary build out is in the bank Amen. glory to God this is this is miraculous if you knew us then you would know it's not our cunning financial sense and our big financial brains that make us do this this is just the grace of God It's just a miracle. God has been faithful. And if he can get us to 70% complete, he can get us all the way there. And I'm so thankful that Sarah's here and a part of these broadcasts today because she's really been the one that has been at, at the forefront, the tip of the spear when it comes to working with the county, when it comes to working with the contractors, developing site plans. There's a lot of things that have to take place. A lot of stuff that she and I have never done before in our lives but the grace and the anointing of God has come all over her to do this. And I just wanted you to give a quick update about where we are in the project and and what you've seen uh, all along, well, like the last six months since we've lived here, six, seven months now, and and what the Lord's doing uh, and and how you're seeing this, the whole thing unfold. Well, the Lord has really been helping us, every single person here. Um, I have, we have an amazing staff and they have, all picked up their lives and moved here to be a part of this church. And it was pretty amazing when we sat them down in Fort Worth and we told them, uh, well, we went away together for a week and we told them, hey, guess what? We're moving to Colorado and the Lord's dealing with us about starting the church. And they all, every one of them, every couple came to us um, one by one and told us, the Lord said, we're going to go with you. Mm-hmm. And so they picked up, sold their homes. 
moved with us. It's pretty, it's been pretty miraculous to watch what God has done in all their lives. I'd say God took them from, uh, took them, took us all from a long way off and brought us here. And we've had um, just opportunity after opportunity. We've had relationships that have just grown so strong. We've had houses that better houses than we had before. God has been really faithful. And um, in our staff meetings, I've told them, you know, from the time we got here, every morning we're going to pray this together. We're going to say, Lord, help me build your church today for your kingdom and for your glory. And I'll say that he's answered our prayer because every day we come in and in the natural, we shouldn't know what to do. But he showed us, each and every one of us, our part and how to get it done. And it's taken maybe a little longer than we expected. We wanted to be up in the fall. But um, it's going to be really good when it finally gets here Mm -hmm. and we're going to be ready and the people are ready. You know, we've been having these family nights every couple of weeks and we've had so many people that are coming week after week after week. And already the church is growing (laughs) without it. It hasn't even begun yet. And so um, but it's already growing and we're seeing we're hearing testimonies already. It's been so supernatural. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a we had one family that I saw somewhere out eating lunch one day. She said, my, my daughter and I, we came to visit. And she said, we stopped at the church and we've heard you were having service on Sunday night. And we were meeting at another facility while we're waiting for our building to get done. And she said, we came in and, um, and during the message, we heard, my daughter heard God speak to her to move up here with me to go to college. And apparently her father had died three years before and she had been in a slump for years. And that night we, I, we were teaching on Thanksgiving and the Lord just picked her up and brought her out of that. And she's, her mom said it lifted off of her and she made a decision. At, we called, it was pretty interesting. The Lord dealt with me that night to call our staff up to tell their story about how they picked up their lives and moved and came here and all that God had done and the testimonies in each of their individual families since they came. And she heard this and she said it stirred so much excitement and expectation in her heart for God's plan for her life that she just decided in a moment, I'm going to move from Florida and I'm going to move to Colorado and I'm going to come here and I'm going to change the course. The course of her life was changed by coming to church that night. What she heard and she experienced from God and, you know, only the anointing can do that where it just takes that burden, you know, that grief and that sadness of her dad dying and then gives her a hope for her future and her call and what he called her to do. And so she's moving up here to be a part of the church and to go to school. And man, that's just, that's life change. That's lives changed. And that's what we're so excited about coming into the sanctuary. You know, right now we're in all these, like, you know, the dead of the work, the, the everyday coming in, the ins and outs of getting things ready. But, um, but our joy, the joy that's set before us is all those people coming into that sanctuary and experiencing a real God who can change the course of their lives Amen. and the God that we know and all of our staff knows, but, but we're excited about all these new people coming in and getting to know him and us being able to give them a taste of who he is. So. Yeah. 
When we hear reports like that, it's like, it's literally like pouring fuel into a tank. It just keeps you going and keeps you going and keeps you going. And we're, we're hearing things like this, other reports, other testimonies, God's doing good things in people's lives. And like Sarah said, we're not even really started yet. And so that, that start date still out there in front of us, but that's why we're pushing towards it is because the Lord is bringing people here, not just people locally, but like you said, people from other parts uh, of the nation. I believe there'll be people from other parts of the world that want to come and be a part of this. And whether or not you ever come and set foot on this place or in this place with us, you can be a part of this project, this buy up and build out project. Go before the Lord. Find out if you've got an assignment with us in this. You could have an assignment to be in faith. We welcome your faith in this project. There are things that, like she said, have been taking more time in the natural. Well, we don't just sit by and let that happen. We deal with them in faith. Add your faith to ours, declaring that this place is bought up and built out. You might have a financial assignment with us in this project. If you do, get on board with us. There are a number of ways you can give directly into the buy up and build out project. You can give online at pearsonsministries.com. All the information is right there. It's safe. It's secure. You can give via text message. If you'd like to do it that way, text LTV in any dollar amount to the number 28950. That's going to go right into the buy up and build out project. Or if you'd like to give uh, via mail, you can write a check and send it to the address that you see on your screen. But find out from the Lord. Like I said, do you have an assignment alongside us as a partner with us in this ministry, in the building of this church? And if you do, so in faith, knowing that every seed produces after its own kind, and there are things that God has called you to buy up, He's called you to build out. Out. And when you sow into a buy up and build out project, you can expect the windows of heaven to be opened above you and the things that he's called you to buy up and to build out and to develop in your own life. It gives God access into that part of your life. Father, in Jesus name, we pray over the giving of the people today. We receive it. We call them blessed, increased, multiplied you and your children. May all you set your hand to Lord, do in God prosper today in Jesus you, name. Amen. 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 Well, that's what's going on in our world. That's what's happening in our lives here in the church. Sarah and I want to take some time, the time that we have left in this broadcast today and over the next several weeks to talk to you. And it's not, it's not really disconnected from what we're already talking about. We're talking about the launching of this church and what we want to be happening in this church. And we want to look at some scripture today, but I'm so glad you shared that testimony. We call them glory stories. These are stories that give God glory. And what happened in the life of that young lady and her family, that does not in any way reflect or give glory to you or to me or to anybody doing that service. All the glory Thank goes you. to God. And those are the things we're expecting to see. But you know what? People have to have a place they can come to where those types of things can happen in their lives. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a person, here's somebody who was born again, has a relationship with God, but something happened in their life, in their life years before where their father died and man, it hit hard. It hit her heart in such a way that it broke her heart. Now, this is not somebody out in the world. This is not somebody who doesn't believe in God or the existence of God. This is a born-again person. Mm -hmm. But this born-again person spent three years of their life dealing with that depression, dealing with that heartbreak and that heartache. 
but they came into an atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing me right now? This individual, this young lady stepped into an atmosphere that was different than the one she'd been living in. Yeah. I want to tell you something. Atmosphere matters. Yeah. The air you breathe matters. I want to look at a few scriptures together and I want to show you what we're talking about. First of all, in the book of Ephesians, we'll move quickly through these because we'll look at several, but in Ephesians chapter one, verse 15, Paul wrote and said, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now listen to what he said to the church in Colossians, the first chapter. In the third verse, you're going to notice a recurring theme here. He said in Colossians 1, 3, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. Same thing that was going on in the church at Ephesus is happening here in these Colossians lives. Mm. There's an atmosphere of faith in Jesus and love for each other. This was also mentioned in the book of First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. Paul wrote to this church and said, Now that Timothy has come to us from you and brought us good news of your faith and love. Same two things that were happening in the Ephesians church, same two things that were happening in the Colossians church is happening here in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. He said, Timothy brought us the good news of what was going on in your church. And it was faith and it was love. In 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1 verse 3, he said, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Mm. The same thing, it stands out to me, so significant to me, Sarah, that the same thing was happening in each one of these churches. Yeah, Although there's deal. distance between them and it's different groups of people, the same thing was happening. The atmosphere in every one of these places was the same. And when Paul heard about it, and word traveled from these churches back to him, and the report and the reputation of these places was this, it's a place of faith, and it's a place of love. Mm -hmm. And if you stop and think about it, is there anything that would be better? I mean, is there a better reputation that a church could have? No. Other than, other than being a church and a place and an atmosphere of faith mm -hmm. and of love? Mm -hmm. That's what that young lady stepped into that mm -hmm. night. She stepped into an atmosphere of faith mm -hmm. and she stepped into an atmosphere of love. Mm -hmm. It was interesting that night, you know, you bring that up. Sarah was the one that was ministering that night. And we'd had several family nights leading up to that point. But I remember sitting there that night listening to you preach. And the thought occurred to me, this was our first church service. There was something so, for lack of a better word, churchy. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way. It was just church, man. I mean, the worship was so rich. It was so good. It was so powerful. The presence of the Lord was strong. And the message that you brought that night, you talked about how to develop and cultivate a life of thanksgiving and how to break out. No more pity parties. You didn't, <laughs> we didn't know this individual or anybody else who was there. We're new here too, you know? I mean, we could almost raise our hands when they say, is anybody here for the first time? It's still <laughs> new to us. 
but the Lord was so leading you in the message that night that it wasn't just words being spoken, the very atmosphere of the room was being changed. And this person who had been breathing bad air Mm -hmm. and had so gotten in them that there was heartache and heartbreak, stepped into a different atmosphere. And it was an atmosphere full of faith Mm -hmm. and it was an atmosphere full of love. Mm -hmm. Sarah and I are in an interesting point in our lives and our ministry right now at the launch of this church We're getting to decide what do we want the atmosphere of Legacy Church to be? What do we want the reputation of Legacy Church to be, right? Because every church has a reputation. As we look through scriptures, it's so plain and clear to us that this is what our church is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. That it's supposed to be a place where the air itself is one of faith, faith in Jesus and love for each other. These are the things that matter. These are the things that matter, the foundations that we build everything upon. And uh, we were talking about this earlier, but you know, a lot of, um, you can go to a lot of conferences to learn how to build a good church or a strong church or church building in general. Like what can we do to build this church? But these are the things that it's really built on. If you were to strip it all down, you know, you want to have good lighting, you want to have good sound, you want to have a place that's aesthetically pleasing to come to and all this, but this is not the, the deep things of the heart. These things are help and they help minister to the people. But I mean, these, these are the foundations that we're building this church on and that every healthy church should be built upon. Yeah. And every healthy family should be built upon these two things, faith and love. And I know right now we're raising two little people at our house. And it's up to Jeremy and I to cultivate an atmosphere where they experience the presence of God in the house. They experience the anointing. If we're always playing video games and we're always just playing and we're never sitting down and talking about the Lord, then we're not going to have an atmosphere full of love and faith. It has to be cultivated. It has to be talked about. It has, he, he has to be the center of our lives. You know, we went to bed last night and Justice asked if we could read this devotional that we had on Song of Solomon, the, the divine romance. And we were reading just a little part in there and a piece about joy. It probably took us five, 10 minutes. Then we prayed together and, you know, we end every prayer talking, praying for our friends. We end our prayers praying for our family. And they always ask if they can pray. And we always say at the end together, the same words every night, we will always be in the right place at the the right right time, time, doing the the right right thing thing with the the right right people. And those are moments in the presence of God that your children will never forget. I know one wise man of God told me one time, he said, always keep your children around the anointing. And think about why that is. If that's what they're used to, if that's what feels like home to them, if that's what brings them peace and joy and and lifts them up, then they'll never want anything else. And whenever they they get anywhere far away from that, they won't want that either. Mm -hmm. 
They'll want to run back to the presence of God. What if our houses were full of the presence of God? But it's up to me and it's up to him <laughs> to cultivate that, that atmosphere. You know, sometimes in the morning we'll turn on, get up and turn on praise and worship music. Just start out our day with it just flowing through our house. At night we end our day with the Lord. Whenever we have windows of opportunity, we seize them and take advantage. You know, they're not always there. Windows are sometimes open and sometimes they're closed. But you want to take those moments when you can speak into their lives and you can love on them and bless them. And you don't let strife in for a minute. And you let the peace of God reign and rule in your house, in your home. And, And it's up to both of us. Now, see, what I'm talking to you about is the house of God having an atmosphere of faith and love. And what Sarah's talking to you about is your house having an atmosphere of faith and love. But see, they're supposed to be the same. And that's what we realized when we first started gathering together in these family nights. It's like, Lord, what do you say? What do you start with? And the Lord led us in this direction. Start with, start with painting a picture and setting a tone and an expectation for the people that are coming to church, letting them know this is going to be an atmosphere of faith. They're stepping into an atmosphere of faith. They're stepping into an atmosphere of love. But it was just on the heels of that, thinking about God's house being having that atmosphere in it, when I realized and the Lord began dealing with us, this is what our house is supposed to be. And if you think about it, it's kind of like, duh, because if there's something that we say is supposed to be going on in God's house, but it's not going on at our house, we're hypocrites. There's something off. There's something wrong. And Sarah and I, we're not perfect as parents. We've certainly missed it. We've got bumps in the road just like anybody else does. But one thing we are determined to do is to give our children an atmosphere to grow up in and one of faith and one of love. Why? Because atmosphere matters. It matters. Just the way it mattered for that young lady stepping into that, it changed everything for her. 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, when our kids are grown, this is what they're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Sure, we've got great memories. We're developing all that stuff with each other. But what they're going to talk about is in the Pearson's house, growing up, Pearson's kids, you were expected to walk by faith and to walk in love Mm -hmm. because atmosphere matters. Mm -hmm. Atmosphere matters. I'm going to say it again. Atmosphere matters. It changed that young lady's life and the atmosphere of your home will determine the course of your life, your kid's life. Let me encourage you with something. You know, are you familiar with the old expression, in with the good air, out with the bad? Well, you need to do that in your house right now, today. You can change the whole atmosphere of your home. If it's been an atmosphere of worry, doubt, anxiety, fear, if it's been an atmosphere of strife and, and, and words of hate and bitterness, you can change that atmosphere. You can be in with the good air and out yeah. with the bad. It just takes a decision. Sit down as a family. I challenge you to do this today. Sit down as a family. Receive communion over it together if you want to and say, from this day forward, we are a family of faith. Mm -hmm. We are a family of love. And that's the atmosphere we're going to have in our home. And Sarah and I, over the next several weeks of broadcast, are going to be talking more about what it means to have an atmosphere of faith and love in your house. It's important to have it in the church that you go to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to challenge you right now. Listen to me. Make sure you're going to a church where the air you're breathing is faith air, love air, 
Because if it's not, you need to be in a place where that's the atmosphere. But just as important as it is to go to a church full of that kind of atmosphere, your home, the home your kids are growing up in, needs to be one full of faith and one full of the love of God. We're going to talk all about that on the next several broadcasts, what it means to have that in the house. But I'm going to tell you right now, as we begin to wrap this broadcast up today, you can be in with the good air. I don't know. I just, I just hear that in my heart and I can see that just like you'd breathe it in. You can breathe that in. That can be the air and the atmosphere of your home. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.